I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. In this third season, I've taken the theme from season one, which was called The Holistic Healing Connection, and merged it with a theme from season two of The Dragonfly Connection. So now, join me every Wednesday for open, honest, inspiring, and healing conversations with people who face their own health and life challenges, worked through them, and now are on a mission to help you live a healthier, more fulfilling life. My hope is that at each episode leaves you more empowered and inspired, no matter where you are on your life and healing journey. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find a holistic wellness professional and resources to help you on your healing journey. That's HealingWaze.com. The answer to everything is love. That's one of my favorite quotes from today's guest, Dr. Jacqueline Foster Tomas Ali. Jacqueline is a doctor of naturopathy, certified body talk trainer and practitioner, nutritional counselor, and master oboist. She's also one of the most chill, go with the flow, non judgmental, loving people I've ever met. And I should also mention genuine. Jacqueline is so genuine. It's always a treat to talk to her. And it's not because she's had it easy in life. If you've listened to previous podcasts where she's been a guest, you know her story. And if you don't, I highly recommend giving them a listen after you listen to today's episode. But today we're chatting about the pharmaceutical industry, for which Jacqueline was once a part of. Then she shares some great ideas and tips on boosting our immune system naturally, our mental health, and all things in between. Like I said before, Jacqueline is always a treat to talk to. I leave our conversations feeling so much more at peace and full of love. And I hope listening today does the same for you. Jacqueline isn't really into social media, but she does share some inspiring stuff on Facebook. So definitely give her a follow there. You can also connect with her via her website. She's located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, but can also work with you remotely. Her Facebook and website links will be in the show notes. Enjoy. So I just want to mention that this is your third time. Really? Yeah. 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 No so, kidding. Mm-hmm. So the first season you were on and the title was naturopathy and energy work. And that was the first time you ever did a podcast. Somebody. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I know me too, actually. <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then right. um, second season you were on last June and it was uh, love your life. So I'm kind of thinking today we'll just put all that together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for chatting with me again today. Sure um, enough. I'm just going to put the invitation to all my listeners to listen to those two podcasts to learn more about you because you're multifaceted. There's a lot Thank to know you. about you <laughs> and lots of wisdom always. Like I've said before in our private conversations, you really Thank truly you. inspire me. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you. Uh, what I really want to just dive into is your thoughts on the pharmaceutical industry, because you have some thoughts on that and some experience and talk about um, what you're helping your patients, clients with right now and all the stuff, the challenges that are up for everybody right now. So first of all, let's talk about the pharmaceutical industry. I think it's just really important, you know, people hear about, you know, the evils of it or, or whatnot. And there's some really good stuff too. Yeah. What share again, what your experience is with the pharmaceutical industry. One of the key things that I learned was that it's 
business. Mm -hmm. It's truly, truly business. Yeah. And they use certain tools, certain methods, certain processes to uh, forward their business because ultimately the goal is making money. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it does. That's what businesses, that's what they do. And it's personal, but it's not personal because it feels for us personal because it's, it's involving us. Mm-hmm. But they're not, at least from my experience, um, targeting so much as uh, if they realize that they have a certain product that will address a large population that has a specific health challenge, they will share and emphasize and push that product because they know it, it, will, it will end up with profits. Mm-hmm. When did you work in the pharmaceutical industry? In the 90s. Because it was right after I I stopped teaching. So it was in the 90s up until the beginning of 2000. So it's been it's been a good 20 years ago when I was there. And you were in a kind of administration type position. Is that correct? I ended up being there. I wasn't, that wasn't my initial position. Initially, I was just about trying to uh, make the income to cover expenses because they paid well. Mm -hmm. So my, my thing was, I was more into customer service. That was the, the department so that when people would call uh, whether it's patients, doctors, sales folks, anyone would call. We would provide the information um, regarding what they're asking. And the information was very scripted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And I understood that. And to be honest with you, I didn't really care because yeah. <laughs> this was a source of income. It was long before I was a naturopath. And it's like, look, just tell me what I need to say. I'll say it. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's any different than me working in telecommunications long time uh-huh. ago. That was just a pretty corrupt company and I just I needed to have a steady income and like you said they paid well. But yeah. You learned a lot, I'm assuming Ooh. working there. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm like holy cannoli. So this is what goes on behind the scenes. And it didn't take me long to realize that it wasn't just that particular company. It's Mm -hmm. that's just the standard for pharmaceutical companies in terms of how they operate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's business. And we're led to believe that it's all about our health. You know what? And, and that was one of the keys that I had to understand yeah. was that they, they really ultimately want to keep you as a customer so mm-hmm. that you will keep coming back for whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. And that's how you maintain your business. You have ongoing customers. Yeah. And I feel like they know society. It seems like Oh, I mean, yeah. obviously, right? That's their target is all of oh, us. Yeah. And it's not so much society is knowing human behavior. Yes. 
Yeah. And that's what they latch onto. It's almost like, you know, predatory. It seems as if people in general and society, we want a quick fix. Mm -hmm. Right. I wish people could see you right now. Yeah. Everybody wants a quick fix. And it seems like, you know, the, the more stressful and fast paced our lives are getting, the quicker we want that fix. Yes. Yes. And and that's what they prey on. Yeah. And one thing that um, many times people don't realize, even though they're told and now they've they've modified how they're told, but uh, folks really don't keep it in mind that every every medication has side effects, Mm -hmm. every last one, because uh, they aren't natural. They're artificial and our bodies have a hard time acclimating its functions to the chemical compounds. Mm -hmm. So those side effects then say, oh, you had this? Well, then we need to to give you this medication to handle those side effects. Right. And it just piles on medication over medication over medication. Yeah. And you then became a naturopath. Um, Yes. Working in the pharmaceutical industry, did that kind of push you in that direction? Not at that time, no, because after I worked in the pharmaceutical industry, I then went into healthcare as an administrator. And I'm glad that I was because this way I was able to see how the two uh, fields and the two areas come together. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't as involved with direct patient care as someone who is in that realm of the healthcare industry. Mm -hmm. So I was able to step back and say, oh, so that's how that connects, how pharmaceuticals connects to healthcare. And I was able to look at it from a distance. I still didn't know at that time what I was going to use it for. But I said, well, I, I, I understand the connection. Mm-hmm. And so it, it helped it make more sense. Did it help you? Did it help you feel more comfortable about pharmaceuticals or less? No, <laughs> it really, I had to really take my emotions out of it. Mm-hmm. And just because I had to really come from and understand that the decisions were made and are made from a business perspective from a business standing. Mm-hmm. It's sad that that's how it is in regards to our health, but that is what it is. It's exactly. And the the personal part came in with healthcare when I was in the healthcare industry and and saw how that functioned. And that's when I was really able to see that there are good people there that really truly care about people, care about their health, but they have to follow what they're told to do by their administrators, Mm -hmm. by the folks that oversee them. And there's very little wiggle room, very Mm -hmm. little wiggle room, because if they try to do anything different, they'll get in trouble. Yeah. And we're seeing that really, really strongly right now in the world. Absolutely. Beyond belief. So I do want to talk about uh, that a little bit about the vaccine and Mm -hmm. the COVID vaccine. That's just up for everybody right now. And I don't want to talk a ton about it because I've kind of made a rule for myself lately that I don't 
want to talk about COVID or vaccines or any of that crap anymore. Like, I just want to stop Uh, (laughs) talking uh about it because the more we talk about it, you know, it's affecting our lives. Yes. Stressing us out. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And, and how, how we look at people, how we interact with them. Yeah. And, and, and I had to, I understand I'm the same way. I had to kind of draw a line. I'll talk about it if it's brought up or if a person asks, but I will not voluntarily uh, say, did you do, did you do, did you, did you? (laughs) Yeah, yes. uh-uh. me neither. And I do believe it's a personal choice. Absolutely. Um, it's just almost disgraceful that it's become a point of contact where people just think it's okay to ask someone's vaccination status. Like it's nothing because it is a point of contention for people because we're, <laughs> I don't know exactly what's going on. I have theories, but yeah, it's, it's just a division. It's another thing to divide us right now and it's really working and so I just yeah I'm with you I don't want to talk about it a lot but I do want to know what are your thoughts are a lot of side effects and it just baffles me that people aren't talking about that they're not talking about it because it's you know much of the information that people get comes from their local and national news media as well as um social media. Mm-hmm. And if it's not talked about or emphasized there, and I'm talking about the common social medias, because yeah. I know of folks that had to move at, to other social media outlets in order to sh- freely share mm-hmm. their thoughts. So it's really just one mindset that's honed and focused on over and over and over and over. And they know how to push folks' buttons. They know how to push that fear button mm-hmm. because they know. And here's where we were mentioning earlier about knowing that if people are approached in a certain way, they will respond in a certain way. Yeah. So they know how to push that button so that people don't think they just react and respond. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it for a while. Yeah. They've been doing it for a while, mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. And what do you think is, is behind this? You know, <laughs> I asked, I asked myself that same thing. Yeah. I've gone and I've listened to read so many different articles to try to get a clear, concise answer. And to be honest with you, I really don't know. Yeah, because the way that this was approached, you know, I mean, this is not the first virus we've ever had, No, you know, where, you know, and there are certain laws and protocols in place implementing or or circulating vaccines and things like that. And many shortcuts were taken. And Mm -hmm. I'm just not that clear as to the why, because Mm -hmm. I know it's there, but maybe it's just not time for it to be clearly uh, revealed and shared. Mm. So I know that at a certain point it will. I just don't know when and how. Yeah. Waiting for it is exhausting. <laughs> Waiting yeah, to figure yeah. out what is what the hell is going on. It can be exhausting, but I'm sure that it's not super exhausting for you because 
you're really good at protecting your energy and, you know, protecting yourself and not getting too caught up in all the frenzy. It feels Mm -hmm. like a frenzy right now. (laughs) Yeah. Because ultimately I had to just go ahead and live my life. Mm -hmm. And in living my life, I needed to be mindful of, of the clients that were coming to me, whether to find out why they were coming, mm-hmm. whether uh, what their, how their thoughts were, things like that. And to also do what I needed to do to protect the environment within my uh, uh, treatment space, because folks did not stop coming, which really surprised me. I thought they were like, <gasps> Oh no, I'm not going to duck. I'm not going to. And even during the uh, uh, the shutdown, because of the fact of my uh, involvement with healthcare, physical, mental, emotional, I don't want to say I was an exception, but in a sense, I was, and that I was not approached by certain powers to be that I cannot do what I what I do and kept doing what I was doing, Mm -hmm. but also did certain things in the environment in that space to address the fact that there is a very uh, serious virus. You know, what I do is I diffuse um, Mm -hmm. in the air. I use a diffuser and I was always using a diffuser, but I was mainly diffusing essential oils to establish a certain uh, emotional place in terms of calmness. Mm -hmm. But then I had to decide that I need to really make this environment as antiseptic, if you want to call Mm -hmm. it that, as possible. And I switched over to uh, other oils that would provide that uh, environment. And when I told people what I was doing, of course, they looked it up. I'm like, yeah, look it up. And they're like, oh, yeah, I think maybe I think maybe I need to get a diffuser and get some of this and do some of that. And but I'm like, go for it. And, you know, in their home, I'm like, mm-hmm. go for it. What are some of the oils that you diffuse now? The key oil that I diffuse, the key oil is uh, a pine oil. Mm, OK, and, And the pine oil has the properties of removing, killing off, eliminating viruses and things in the air, in the Mm -hmm. atmosphere, because that's how the virus is transferred from in the, within the atmosphere from person to person. Mm -hmm. And so in making that environment, that atmospheric environment cleaner and more sanitary, that's that's primarily what I use. And then I may add some lavender to help remain calm, the calmness. Mm-hmm. Or if it's summer, I may add a little orange, you know, something citrusy uh, yeah. to also just add a little something to, you know, depends. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much it. Nice. We're going to talk about this in a minute because mm-hmm. you and I both know and you know more than me that there is there are a ton of ways to boost our immune system naturally. And a lot of it starts in our heads, right? It starts in our minds. Um, But then there's all kinds of ways. And we'll, we'll chat about that in a sec, but you are, you know, from what, I don't know who says it, CDC, media, FDA, I don't know who says this, 
but you are higher risk as far as like your age group goes, we'll say. Yes. Um, And you're in healthcare. So you're working close to people. Were you ever scared of this virus? No, no. Okay. And, and, and it wasn't because I don't have the capacity for fear. I'm human and I have that fear thing. But when we had, when we experienced the shutdown uh, at the very beginning, Mm -hmm. I wanted to, and this is just my nature. I wanted to see what is it like out there in the world, in my vicinity. Mm -hmm. And so I actually went to my office, you know, I called my clients and say, look, let's just hold off to, because I want to make sure that I can make the environment safe, but I don't want to be uh, putting your your you in jeopardy in terms of car towing or arrest or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I said, let me go to the place where we where I practice and see what uh, see what what goes on, and and that's what I did. And what I when I went, I actually sat outside in my car, and I went into a meditative state to contact my folks. <laughs> and, and I, I said, look, you, you, I just need you to tell me straight up, not only for myself, but for others as well. And they start with self because they know that from self, it will then expand to, to others. Mm-hmm. So they said, because you do what you do to keep your immune system strong, you're pretty, you're in pretty good shape. There might be times when you may feel the need to add more of this, more of that. We'll let you know. But because you just as a general practice, keep your immune immune system strong, you're okay. But the moment you allow fear to come in, your protection will come down and then you will be vulnerable to uh, uh, to the virus. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I can do that. Okay, so I just went on from there, and uh, once I could could say for sure that people weren't being arrested or cars weren't being towed because there was a lot of police cars going up and down the street where I practice. Mm-hmm. Once I realized that it was it was that folks could come, I then let them know what I advised, what I observed. And for those that I knew that I could share what my, uh, um, what I was doing, I just let them decide what they want to do. I said, mm-hmm. if you decide that you want to wait, I said, wait, it's, you know, but if you want to come, we can, we can make those arrangements. Yeah. It was surprising folks decided they wanted to come. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, okay, no problem. And so well, we we did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you put out that loving energy and people trust you because you're knowledgeable. You're not being flippant about this. It is a virus. I mean, it has to, you know, it has to be respected, but I, I'm with you. I mean, I will have to admit at first I was a little scared, but I haven't been scared of this damn thing for a long Mm-mm. time. <laughs> Just more over it than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. And you know, the one thing that really made me say, hmm, wait a minute, what's going on? Was when they first started 
uh, encouraging and emphasizing the vaccine. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. But then it was also, if you get the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask. And I'm like, so isn't the vaccine supposed to take care of uh, exposure? Because I mean, I've been vaccinated before. Mm -hmm. I've uh, when I went uh, overseas, I had to get vaccinated for malaria and all and kinds of I, things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's never there was never a time when I was told that I needed to wear a mask. There, I, my body had to go through an adjustment, mm-hmm. but it was a, also a one and done. Yeah. So when I'm hearing that you need you you got to get it but you still have to wear a mask. I'm like, so what's the purpose of this? If Mm -hmm. your behaviors of mask wearing and social distancing doesn't change with the vaccine. And I still have questions regarding that. And, you know, at some point I know it'll be answered, but right now I'm like, I'm just going to live my life. Yeah, so much confusion out there. What's it like in Philadelphia right now? Like, because I, I, I can tell you here, I live in Oregon mm-hmm. in close to Portland, and it feels as if we are the epicenter of fear. <laughs> I mean, it is just over the top. I mean, we're back to people wearing masks outside. I've had several people come visit from out of town recently. And the thing that they have said is everybody in Oregon seems extra stressed out and or angry and scared. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it is over here. And, and that's I'm... how it is over here as okay. well. <laughs> and I think that's the way it is in, in most areas of, of this country. Mm-hmm. But I also look at the fact that this country is a microcosm. Yeah. of the of the world of what's going on around the world and yeah. it ain't like this in other parts of the world mm-hmm. but it's a matter of our sources of information and that many people listen to the news yeah. on a regular basis yeah. and they have their their agendas as to what they are emphasizing yeah and you know, people aren't spending the time, which understandably, I mean, it's a lot of work. I put in a, I feel like I put in a lot of time reading, you know, medical articles. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not listening to the news to do my research. You know, people just, oh, oh, you're doing your research by Googling or listening to the news. Well, I Google to find medical articles. Yes, I do that. (laughs) But I do a lot of research around the topic because I really want to be informed. If I'm going to, I'm not telling anyone to do it or not do it. I just need to make sure that whatever decision I make, I'm doing it informed. And it's cure. It's so infuriating and scary to me. And I hope that people listening, if they're the type to do this, so many people, even health professionals are getting their information from news. In fact, I was with a nurse recently who said to me that unvaccinated people are super Mm. spreaders. And I'm like, that information is way outdated. You need to go back and look at, and then also that 100% of hospitalized COVID patients are unvaccinated. 
No. And, I and, said, and again, that is such yeah. outdated uh-huh. information. And we have these health professionals that are getting their information from news. Yes. And telling yes. people to go get vaccinated. Yes. I'm like, that doesn't seem responsible. And it's just, it's going on everywhere in every corner of the health profession right now. Yes, yes, yes. And, And that's one of those things where right now, I don't know why, but it's definitely, definitely happening. But what you don't also don't know, or you're not told is the number of healthcare professionals that are resigning because of the environment in which they are working. Mm -hmm. And that's the stuff I just, we need to question more because there's some weird stuff going on. No, just give me the bullet. Just give me the magic bullet. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's what people want. Just tell me, just tell me what I need to do. I'll do it. So I can just go on about doing what I was doing beforehand. I can understand why people want that. I mean, God, we're two years, almost two years into this. It's, Mm -hmm. I can see why people want a magic bullet, but uh, that's not my personality. (laughs) And uh, I, like you really do listen to my intuition and my, I don't call my guides, my folks, but uh, I love your guides, that's okay. (laughs) But I have an inner knowing that is much stronger than like yes. what the media is telling me or anything yes. else. <laughs> yes. And that's so, what counts. Yeah. You know, so do you have patients that get, want to get advice from you about the vaccine? I tell them that they have to make their own personal choice yeah. regarding um, having it. Mm-hmm. Know that it is not like the flu vaccine yeah. because with the flu vaccine, you know, you repeat it, you get it every season and it's annual. I said, but for this, it's going to be uh, something that's going to be more frequent and you need to make decisions. I said, but also look at and talk to people who've already uh, received the vaccine and find out what their side effects are, find out Mm -hmm. how they're feeling. Find out what's going on with them to help you decide whether you want to go that route or not. You know, I said, if you make the decision to do it, I support whatever you decide to do. And if you find that you're having certain reactions, physical reactions, I will be able to help you in in, and help your body balance those things out. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the ways that you are helping people now with that? I know that you and uh, my other friend, Lynn Delmaster Thompson have been taking some cool courses to help clear and balance. I even was a guinea pig for one of the sessions and it was awesome, but I don't fully understand it. So can you explain to me what it is you're doing to help people with clearing and balancing after they've gotten the vaccine? First of all, I only clear and balance if it comes up that I'm to do that. So I don't even, I've gotten to the point now where I don't even ask if they've had it Mm, or not. Um, I let, 
if, if it's for them to tell me, they mm-hmm. tell me, and then I ask how they feel. And, you know, we go from there. But because of my regular protocols of using the body talk system, there's a way that even if a person doesn't want to share that they've had it or that they need help, there's a way in which it comes up through muscle testing. I'm still fine tuning, but one I can do remotely on someone where it's it's extracting the spike proteins that maybe that are in the body that may be causing problems for that person. And then the other is more of an in-person where it's clearing out the energy centers, i.e. the chakras from the, I call it the gook. They have a name for it, uh, miasm and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, clearing it out of the, the chakras and certain areas of the body and then helping the body balance out that way. So it really just depends on what comes up and because I don't say I'm going to, Okay, it really has to be something that comes up through their body talk session. Mm -hmm. It works with people that are unvaccinated as well. So I guess you don't really, you you don't need to ask. You're right. Because there are a lot of research on unvaccinated people being affected by, by people that are vaccinated. Mm -hmm all different kinds of reasons. And I am not a scientist, so I'm not even (laughs) going to try to go there and I'm not a doctor, but what are some of the side effects that you have heard from people? Like when people are sharing their side effects with you? Um, Shortness of breath, heart palpitation, migraine headaches, Mm -hmm. a lot of folks with migraines. And, and reproductive organs where the, their cycle may change, um, where the flow may become heavier, or if a person is trying to um, become pregnant, that becomes difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind those, the, those seem to be the predominant uh, challenges. Have you noticed in general more um, autoimmune flare-ups and stuff like that? Just not even amongst vaccinated, but just in general in the last year. Yes, but I don't focus on it too much because Mm -hmm. one of the things that as a naturopath, I don't diagnose. Mm -hmm. So if a person has an autoimmune, I just look at what does the body need in order for it to go through the steps of, of healing and balancing rather than diagnosing saying, oh, this person has autoimmune, oh, this person has this and has that. Yeah. So I really don't get too much involved in the diagnosis of what a person is experiencing. I observe it in terms of, oh, okay, they are having these experiences, mm-hmm. but to actually give it a name, no. Okay. Do you ever get asked about side effects of herbs and homeopathy and stuff? Because I promote holistic and alternative and natural Mm -hmm. and ancient medicine all the time. And I hear a lot people go, you know, well, there's side effects to this herb and there's side effects to this. And it almost feels as if people are more concerned about side effects of natural medicine now than 
pharmaceuticals, at least mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so do you get that? Do people ask you those questions about? No, they don't. No, no they don't. Uh-uh, they trust no. you. And, and I let them know that do you, if you have a, a, a Caesar salad, which is plant-based, which is lettuce and other, do you concern yourself with side effects from eating that salad? No. Okay. So then herbs are plants. The only time that there's uh, the possibility of some interactions that aren't favorable is if they are blended uh, or taken at the same time as pharmaceuticals. Interesting. So, <laughs> yeah. So if you decide to stay with the pharmaceuticals and you want to do the herbs, you do the herbs first, wait an hour, and then do the pharmaceuticals. And waiting the hour allows the digestive system to digest the herbs because they're foods, they're food, Mm -hmm. they're plants. Yeah. And then it allows it to digest and get in the system and then they can follow whatever directions they're given regarding uh, the pharmaceuticals. Okay. I like that. That's some new information right there. Wait an hour. I think that's great. The salad comparison. (laughs) Yeah. Because you know, I've, I've even had people question essential oils. Well, I hear they're dangerous. This, and I'm like, I mean, they can be in certain ways if used in certain ways, you just, you know, because they're so powerful. Yeah. Only because they're concentrated. Yeah. The risk of getting injured or having some horrible side effect from something like an essential oil or plant is minimal compared to the long list you see on pharmaceutical commercials. Yes. (laughs) You know, so we talked about earlier, your immune system, you've got a hearty immune system. And that's really what you, I think that's what we all need to be focused on. Like all the Absolutely. time, viruses or not. Cause like you said, Absolutely. there's viruses out there all over the place. That's right. That don't, that go unnamed because that's just the nature of this earth plane. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So yeah. what are some things that you do for yourself personally to keep your immune system boosted? Like yeah, I want I want you to kind of walk me through your health protocols for yourself to keep you okay. healthy. And I want to go, I want you to tell me all facets of what you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. just gonna sit back and listen. And- <laughs> <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> okay. All right. I start my morning and have been doing it for a long time with meditation. And that helps keep me centered because, you know, when you're, when you wake up and you realize, and, you know, one of the human things that we do is, oh, I got to do this, 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 this on a, on a particular day. And so just so that I'm not way out there, I start my day off with meditation. And then after I meditate, then I drink some water. I drink a lot of water. And then I go ahead and uh, uh, go about my day. And the supplements that I take, I usually take them either while I'm eating or after I have finished. Mm. And it's um, uh, vitamin C and whether it's vitamin C or emergency, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. 
you know, it's one of the things that emergency has is that it's in a powdered form. So therefore you can put it in your water and you can drink it throughout the day. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and be complex just to keep the nerves uh, uh, centered, to keep my mind focused. Mm-hmm. Zinc in terms of my immune system. Also, I don't, and I can't tell you how I was introduced to it. I can just tell you that I do. I have for years loved coffee, but it's not just any coffee. It used, it would have to be Starbucks. <laughs> and I was like a Starbucky person and it had to be their, their dark roast. Cause I like that bold flavor. Oh yeah. But somehow I was introduced to a mushroom coffee and, and, and I, I'm like, eh, we'll see how this works out, you know, cause that's my nature too. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a little while. We'll see how it works out. Hey. And The mushroom coffee really not only has the the marvelous flavor based on the type of mushroom that's being uh, uh, dried and powdered, but also there are mushrooms that are specifically for the immune system. Mm -hmm. So when I'm depending upon what's going on for me for that day, if I need to have, if I think I need to have uh, a cup of coffee, mushroom coffee for focus. Trust me, I'm going to add some of the mushroom that's also for uh, for defense. Mm. And so, you know, I, and I just do that on a regular basis. I exercise three times a week and it's not real stressful because uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's not me. And, you know, my body would, would have a, a real protest meltdown if I were to do that. <laughs> you were to start doing a hit workout or something? Yeah, no, it would <laughs> no, not at this point in my life. Nah. Uh-uh. So, but I do is uh, I have I belong to a stretch class mm. that we meet three times uh, a week online. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. I love it. That's pretty much what I do. Yeah. And then I also incorporate green you know, it's got to be green in there. And if I'm not eating some green, I will um, pour some liquid alfalfa into my water to get the green in there nice. because I know how well it works to support digestion. Mm. But that's yeah. it. Also, it just boosts the immune system too, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So I have a couple questions. You didn't sure. mention vitamin D, except I do know that I think there's some in emergency, but yes, what, there what is. Do you think, I mean, I love, I think vitamin D is amazing. I believe yes. that it is good for our mental health mm-hmm. and physical health. Um, yep. It feels as if the vitamin D industry <laughs> also, I mean, I'm joking when I say that, but I mean, vitamin D is like what everyone talks about now. Yes, because it is very, very essential for the immune system. But also keep in mind that a lot of people before did not talk about, get into, experiment, look at, read about things such as vitamin D. So Mm -hmm. it just didn't start. It's always been. Some supplements that I take that have it, it's incorporated. Mm -hmm. So if it's part of it, yes. Nice. And what about, okay, so mushroom coffee. I am super curious about this because I, like you, I don't love Starbucks, but when I do go to Starbucks Mm. more than I should, um, 
<laughs> now, I, I didn't for stop the liking. I didn't stop liking Starbucks. I still like it. Okay. I just had to make the substitution because I had to prioritize. So what's more important, the, the flavor and taste of Starbucks or my immune system? Mm. And yeah. You chose your yeah. immune system. Okay. Yes. So do you still yeah. drink Starbucks? Occasionally, but not not that often. So yeah. do you buy some pre-made mushroom powder yes. and just mix it with water? Or what? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Can you tell us what brand? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's called Four Sigmatic. F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C. Nice. Four Sigmatic. But a lot of folks are telling me now they're seeing it in supermarkets. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's what I say too. Yeah. And you think that it is comparable, like it does it for you when you're wanting coffee too. Do you feel yes. like- Yes. And one of the key things that I enjoy about this is that it, you know, with, with caffeine, caffeine, Mm -hmm. it's not Starbucks, the brand. Yeah. It's just, cause that's just a company. It's just caffeine that's within coffee Mm -hmm. that for me, I had to really monitor what time of day I would drink it because the caffeine would just keep me keep me so fired. Mm -hmm. But with Sigmatic, I can have one cup, usually, usually in the morning. But if I if it turns out that it's like 11, 12, one ish in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. by the time evening rolls around, I can very easily get ready for bed and fall asleep. It's not keeping me up like caffeine used to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm always looking at caffeine and how it affects my body and other people's body. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I know that it's not good for our adrenal glands. It kind of puts us in that fight or flight mode, even though we're not feeling it. And all we need to do is go about our normal days and we're ready to fight tigers. Um, (laughs) that's not good. That's not good for anything. And especially for our immune system. So I think eventually I may try to go to mushroom coffee. We'll see. Yeah, Give it a try because, (laughs) you know, I was, I was skeptical. I, I, you know, I didn't just, cause that's not my nature. I didn't just go from one to the other. Mm-hmm. I say, let me give this a try because not only did I like the feel of the Starbucks coffee, mm-hmm. but I also like the taste of it because I like that strong coffee taste. So when I was able to get that with the mushroom coffee, that taste, and I'm like, okay, so then I got, I got my taste. And then I notice how my body respond through the day mm. that when it came time for me to go to sleep, mm-hmm. go to bed, go to sleep, I didn't have any problems, no tossing and turning or anything nice. like that. I'm, I'm like, all right, so I can stick with this long term. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I want to talk to you. You've mentioned yeah. it. We, you, we talked a little bit about fear, the fear. It feels like collective fear that seems rampant right now. And, um, not seems it is, <laughs> it's raging, <laughs> uh, and frustration and all, all those just big, darker feelings that seem to be up for a lot of people right now. So if I were your patient and I came to you and I was sharing that all that was really affecting me, that I just was super scared that I couldn't function mentally because of it. What would you do for me? I would ask you, what is, what are your triggers? 
Mm. and have you share some of the things that trigger and also let the person know that fear is not going to ever go away. We're wired to it because of how the brain is wired into the adrenals to pump out adrenaline Mm -hmm. because of the safety factor of fight or flight. But because we have that factor of being able to look at our fear or the experiences that trigger fear, we then can ask, is a lion coming after me? Am I going to be eaten up by a bear? Am I? And if those things aren't happening, then it's a matter of the learned behavioral fears that come in. And I said, and, and if you look at the idea of what it is that you're afraid of, and if you were to do it, would it really make your life better? And if a person says yes, I said, you know what? Sometimes there are going to be certain things that you're going to do afraid. And then I share with them things that I've had to do afraid. And I'm grateful that I did them because by me doing them, I, it helped me to realize, well, what, what, what were you afraid of? You know, mm-hmm. and then the repetition of it helped me to say, no, I'm not, I'm not utilizing fear like that. And it's not going to burn out my adrenals and my, my nervous system and all that. No, if I need to run because a bear is after me, I know I will be able to do that. <laughs> but if it's because of a new situation, I recognize, I see the fear, but I'm going to try it anyway. And if it works to better my life, then I'll do it again and again. If it doesn't work to better my life, then I'll either make adjustments to it or I won't do it again. So I really go through those kinds of things, but also because of body talk and the fact that it addresses things energetically, Mm -hmm. it helps the body to release unwanted emotions. Don't ask me how, because the body (laughs) knows how to do what it knows how to do. But it does. Yeah. And for that, then the person is able to make their own decisions as to what their next steps are going to be. Mm, Nice. So it kind of removes those feelings Mm -hmm. of fear. That have been stored. Yeah. It doesn't stop them from coming because we have free will. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one of our our gifts. Yes. And I put that word (laughs) in in quotes. quotes. Yes. (laughs) One of our gifts, but it can be a gift. Yeah. Because, you know, we can choose to to be and do whatever we want. We're not working on instinct as many animals do. Yeah. So, you know, we get to utilize it in that way. Well, yeah, because fear is, is so paralyzing and like, like stuck fear, like you said, Mm -hmm. that when it's just sitting in there, it, it blocks so much and it's like, it's hard to imagine other things. It makes, you know, a lot of people I've heard lately say they just feel, uh, you know, so tired and (laughs) beat down. And that's, that's probably, there's a lot of like stuck, more negative emotions is what I'm assuming. Exactly. But a lot of it too is, does the person want to do things differently, Mm. or do they want to have a shift 
to take place. Because a lot of times people will complain and say they're not feeling this way or they're feeling that way and blah, blah, blah. But they're really not in a place where they're willing to do anything differently. Mm-hmm. They just want to keep doing what they're doing, even though it's not beneficial. What's that expression? Staying with a known hell than going to an unknown heaven. Yes. Oh, so many people will do will do that. In yeah. Life. And you know what? I just let them be where they are. Yeah. Because if they, I don't try, I don't talk, even if I have people call me and ask me, what do I do? Tell me about body talk. And I tell them and let them know. I said, you know what? I'm not going to talk you into coming to see me. It's got to resonate in your heart. Mm -hmm. And I realized that they may have to have other experiences in their life to lead them to either body talk or some other type of energy modality to for them to really go to the place that's best for them for healing. Mm, nice. You know, whether it's counseling, therapy, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever the person needs. Yeah. I almost feel like right now, what you just said is happening in a huge scale on a huge scale mm-hmm. for yeah. people. It is, it's making us have to really tap into things that I, that are really uncomfortable and there isn't that quick fix. And I think our uh, primitive brains are having a hard time wrapping our wrapping ourselves itself around that idea. Mm-hmm. It's very glaringly obvious. There's such little control. But we have- I understand <laughs> there are a lot, a lot, a lot of people who have said enough is enough. Yeah. I'm ready to do things differently. I am not going down this route anymore. You just don't hear about them. You don't yeah. hear about them on the news, but you notice if, if a person is observant, you notice how they do things differently yeah. or the nature of their conversation will be very different. And that's how you know, and know that there are a lot more than you could ever imagine that have taken uh, a direction that is counter to the the fear, 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 fear. Yeah, that's good to know. Yes, to know that you're not alone because right now mm-hmm. a lot of people feel very alone for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know that you're not alone? Because I know that you know that you're not alone in this, and I'm not talking about in this world. Like even if everyone left in this planet left you, you would not feel alone. And why is that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I know. You, want me, you want me to talk about my focus? I, I, I want to end this conversation on, yeah, you sharing with my people about your folk and why you're able to just go with the flow and, and have such a grounding presence during all okay. this. Okay. I learned a long time ago, and I can't tell you, it wasn't like a, a moment or an epiphany, it was a a collection of experiences to lead me to understand and know that I'm more than this physical body, this human physical body, and that I am really truly energy and spirit, and that I come here. No one has made me come to this earth. I've come here and I came by choice. But when I chose to come, I was not human. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I came with an agenda. And, you know, that's what's coming up a lot now with my clients when I'm doing a session where folks are really energetically, they may not speak it, but energetically it's showing that they are re-examining and making adjustments to the agenda in which they developed before they were born to and updating it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a blueprint for a building. Yeah. And uh, knowing that we have a work crew, we have supervisors that assist us. You know, we're the boss, but mm-hmm. we have supervisors that assist us. And their role is to give us the necessary help needed. But many times what we need to do is ask for help. And there's no special way to ask. Asking gives them permission to intercede or share or whatever, because they must honor our free will choices. They must. Mm -hmm. But if we ask for help, if we say, look, I'm trying to do whatever the case may be, they'll present opportunities, choices, and then we can make the decision as to whether we want to act on them or not. Mm -hmm. And that, does that help you in times where you're struggling with Absolutely. Or your own worries. Absolutely. And they don't tell me this is your decision. They, uh, they they help me to look at the options that I am uh, uh, wrestling with, but they also know that don't try to go. They also remind me, don't try to go for perfection. That if I make a decision and I act on it, and as long as it's not is you're not, I'm not consciously trying to hurt someone mm-hmm. or imprint, infringe upon someone else's free will choices. If I make a mistake, chalk it up to a learning experience. Don't get caught up in, you did this wrong. You did, I said, don't, no, no. Just chalk it up to a learning experience and then decide what will you do differently? Whether you try it a different way or whether you try it at another time because mm-hmm. t- timing is is a factor, or yeah. whether you just scratch it all together and just go a different road, different yeah. way altogether. Nice. And then someone who doesn't li- just listen to this and just is shaking their head and going, "Okay, so how do I hear from these people? How do are these folks?" go about like, what would be your advice to someone that's just totally new to this? Or maybe they've had a really strong religious background and, and think the only way is through like confession or something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) You know what, but that's okay. Because I came from a very strong religious Mm -hmm. background. You know, my mother was secretary in in church. Mm -hmm. My father was a deacon. So, I mean, if they want to say that God said, do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. so be it. Yeah. If they want to say angels, X, Y, and Z, so be it. Okay. Because the names and all of that is part of the human ego thing, because that's just how we're wired. Yeah. But they're not wired like that. And, and if they really want to know, there's no special way to ask. Even if they ask with, what's the word? Uh, I don't, I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. There's a word for that. I can't remember what the word is, you, but you know what I I'm saying? Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't believe, but I'm going to try it anyway, but I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. believe this is 
Yeah, because that's how I am. Mm -hmm. And they have they have their way of sharing information, insights specifically for each person. And it's not the same for each person. So what is shared with you is different from how my folks share it with me. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be the same. And do you think like what meditation and prayer is a good place to start or is that, or is there something? Absolutely. It's a place to start, but it's not the place to start. Sometimes just taking a walk out in the park is a place to start. Sometimes if a person lives by the beach, taking a walk on the beach or on the boardwalk or, or things like that, you know, being out in nature, if, if at all possible, and it, whether it's a walk or just having a seat, just sitting without distractions as, as much as possible is also a way of at least connecting. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes depending on the needs of the person, it may be something that they meet, may need on the spot. And on the spot answer, sometimes I use this example for my, my clients. If you're, if a person is getting ready to cross the street and there's a bus coming down the street and the chances are that bus is going to hit that person, they can't stop the person. The best they can do is say, hey, there's a bus coming. There's a bus coming. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to, you know, something said I need to do you know, and then we just follow through because they're not into uh, uh, credit and ego stuff. Mm-hmm. But if we ask for protection, those kinds of things, and we can put it in whichever kind, whatever words we want to, because it's not the wording as it is the message within our heart. Mm-hmm. When the bus comes down the street, the bus, instead of coming at them, will stop, pick up a passenger so that the so that the person will say, "Oh, wait a minute! Oh, there's a, okay," or the uh, someone, a friend of that person, will call them and say, "Hey, so and so," and instead of continuing across the street, you turn around, "Hey," and you say hi to them, yeah. or you'll get a thought, "Did I lock that door? Did I leave my?" And then you go back and. You know, so it can yeah. come so many different ways. Mm, just be open, right? Yes, open and ask and ask. Okay, and ask. You got to ask because they cannot just jump forward and say we're gonna because it's violation of free will. Mm, but if okay. you ask, and it doesn't have to be anything that's so holy and marvelous. I mm-hmm. ask for parking spaces. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah, I'm like, don't... I'm going to yeah. find a good parking spot. Can I need a good sparking parking spot. And uh, there See, you go. <laughs> I, I, I get more specific. I said, I want free and legal. Yes. Because I don't want any tickets, no towing, none of that. And I want it within a one block radius of my destination. Uh-huh. And it, I'd say 90 to 95% of the time I get it. Nice. If I don't get it, it's only because it's just not available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe and it wasn't, maybe you were meant to walk a little bit longer. Than yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love it. Go with the flow. That's, yeah. that's Jacqueline's motto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and listen, listen, yes, a- ask, listen, and go with the flow. All right. Well, yeah. Go with the flow and keep talking, but we are going to have to say goodbye. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we say goodbye? The answer to everything is love. 
love of self unconditionally doesn't mean that you have to have this, that, that, this, that, because we're all a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And when we have love of self, which is in us, that's what comes out to others. Nice. All right. Got your quote right there, Jacqueline. Oh, okay. (laughs) I love you. Love you too. Thank you so much. This was a pleasure. Oh, Oh, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Our stories may be different, but we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate life on this planet, and none of us have it completely figured out. No matter what you're going through in your life, just know that you are never really alone. Come back every Wednesday for more inspiration and connection, and follow me on Instagram at the Dragonfly Mama so we can stay in touch between episodes.